0: good evening good evening um We've had a little bit of a shuffle because we're waiting for Mo Stewart to come on. But I am delighted to welcome Conroy to the to, to Carnage today. I am hosting guys today, so please be bear with me. It is usually Grizz Kahn and he has me doing all these kinds of stuff. But He's out in Turkey and he's not getting a hair transplant. I just want to dispel the rumours. Um, he's not getting a hair transplant. He's just gone on a holiday, um, enjoying himself, uh, scoffling on Turkish kebabs. He's been having all sorts of shawamas and whatnot. But Conroy, how are you? Welcome this evening. Um, how's your day been? You've got, you did a show yesterday. You're, yeah, taking the, you're taking the match ball home tomorrow because you're on with me. So, uh, yeah, three shows in three days. How are you feeling?
1: Good mate, good mate. Listen, it was a uh, delight to be on the shows and we all needed, you had a busy week so I was like, no, nah, help him out Friday and I, I like the sports unplugged as well but tonight I'm buzzing to be here as well because it's, it's it's similar, we'll have a little topic that's similar from last night but we've got a few other topics to talk about Brentford which we're going to get into as well as discuss how the seasons went so far. Yes, yeah, so no, I'm good mate, how are you?
0: Yeah, good. Good. The uh, weather's warm as usual.
1: Um, and don't don't complain about that, mate. We no, have to no, no, no the heat, heating no, on, heating
0: no, on. No, no, I'm not going to complain you, But it would be nice to get rain once in a while. Um, Laura Duffy, I'm sure will be saying some stuff on. I'm waiting for her to say some tacky stuff because he did get a brace. I just want to touch upon the Norwich game, Con uh, Conroy, because I know we sp- you spoke about it yesterday with uh, Chris and Gav and Joe, who was on. It was a good result and I want to come to the season in general Uh no complaints so far Conrad I know you've been saying a few uh, stuff that's really irked the viewers but like you know everyone's entitled to opinion and look some of the stuff I agree with you know and you're there yeah. to for people to take a shot at but what have you made of the season
1: so far the positives and then give us the negatives as well <laughs> that's funny no it's it's funny it's funny I think um, yeah overall I'm pretty I'm pr- pretty chuffed with the start of the season to be honest Um at the same time, we, a lot of Liverpool fans were saying we're not getting enough uh, praise or, you know, under the radar. But I want to keep it that way, to be honest, mate. I, I quite like us subtly just going about it. I think that's the right way for us. I do think um, there's been a lot of positives in the games. I do think we will we'll start... I watch the, um, the performances will improve as well, along with, like, you probably agree that Van Dijk, he's doing well, but he's probably not even at 100% yet as well. You've got that to come. You've got Kinati, who's showed in the last games what he can do, but he's definitely not anywhere near how good he can get as well. For me, it's like I've been delighted with the start. Um, however, it's um, just keep doing it this way. Just as, as I think Keith would say, just game by game, as we always have anyway, just take it that way. You've obviously got a Chelsea. However, this weekend's going to be really interesting, um, Chelsea Abbey, because because... Because I've got a feeling City are going to beat them this time. I don't know what it is. And you might say, you know, Guardiola always overthinks this, specifically against Tuchel as of late. However, I don't know. I feel like City... I could see City getting a result, and then pff, that that does put the cat amongst the pigeons for us. And then if... Who United against this weekend? Oh, so I've lost. I did, I did check it. But whoever it is, if we can, can maintain this form and can improve performance-wise as well, mate, I mean, we could really... We've got a good run of games, so this is a huge weekend, mate. Huge weekend. Brentford the way is not going to be easy. I know we're going to get onto that, but how are you feeling about the season? Do you, Do you think um, we've done better than you thought we would, or is this as as expected?
0: Conrad, you know, at the beginning of the season, there was all this commotion that we needed squad squad depth and we needed new more players. And look, I was in agreement. We did need a shake, not a shake up as such. We needed a we needed. I think we needed two more players or a player at least in the forward position. But the players that have come in, like, I t- uh, look, we can talk about Divock Origi all day, whether he should be at the club or he shouldn't be at the club, or we should have sold him maybe a couple of seasons back. But came in against Milan, put a good shift in for 60 minutes. He got a, a really good assist.
1: No, Some and, assist mate. Like, that was an outstanding pass, yeah. honestly. I really he, was impressed by that. And
0: I said it on a show, if that was Bruno people would be glamorising that in the media. All these pundits and stuff would have said, oh, look at that assist by Bruno." But because Divok does it, it's like, you know, okay, it, you know, it's Divock Rigi. But that assist was brilliant. He, and he put in a shift as well. I think he complained a bit of cramp, didn't he? And he came off. But then against Norwich, um, Klopp goes with Cade Gordon, who we'll just touch upon um, in a little bit. But he went with Origi and Taki Minamino, who, again, they came, they played. They scored, um, Taki gets two, Origi gets one, Origi gets an assist. So they're coming in and doing a job. And, I, and I, I'm pretty sure that's what they're meant to do. You know, come in, do a job and, you know, provide rest and cover for the front three who are, you know, at the moment, or the front four who are, you know, Mane, Jota, Salah and Femina. But these players below that bracket have come in and done a job so far. And you can just hope, you just hope that they carry on. And I want to bring this next, and I'm, Norwich was a great game, but... I want to come on next to Origi and Minamina. Do you feel that these two players are far more effective when they're playing regularly and they start? I'm not saying we start them against Brentford, but do they need games instead of coming on every 10, 15 minutes because they won't get that momentum or that str- don't, they won't get into their stride when they come on off the bench because it's you know we're either winning comfortably and then it's hard to make an impact or we're chasing a game which we haven't thus far this season, but... I want to get your thoughts on Origi Minimo. Do you think they deserve a little bit more of a go in the league?
1: It's, it's a hard one. It's a hard one, mate, because I'm not, I'm not one for saying, you know, the front three are, are unbreakable in the sense of, I think if looking at other transfers, you can definitely get someone in who can cause some, add to the, to the already competition, where you'd say Jota and Firmino battling to get in the starting front three. However, though, I've got to be honest, right? I've been quietly impressed by Mini Minimino in the sense that I'd kind of already written him off. And the fact is, he, like, see him just coming on and scoring two goals. He, for me, he doesn't have to uh, light the world up. He just has to be effective. And that's, to me, that he's starting to show me that. And I know there were pre-season games and I'm not getting carried away, but that's that's two goals in a competitive game. For, the thing is, the thing is for game look at Shimakas, Avi. You could say Shimakas has played a few games and you can see the, the instant improvement that's made to him, the confidence however with with Arige and minamino i just don't know if you're ever going to get the opportunity if if you need you need to stay in the cups if you're going to get opportunity for me mate i can't see i don't know if you, you can think of another way but for me it's there, if, if they can, by the end of the season, if Minamino can, let's say Origi, for example, if Origi can improve his trust and trust from Klopp that when they need a goal against Brentford at the weekend, that he brings him on, he's probably actually put himself in a higher regard than he's been in the last couple of months. So I get what you're saying, mate. I just, I don't know if it's ever going to be possible because because you've got Firmino, he's back, or Joa, you're going to bring one of them on. And it's, it's just, it's really tough, mate. It's really tough. And he's even played like ox in a false nine over them at times. So I don't know. What I would say is, I know Laura Duffy will be happy with this. Watch Amino, Because I, I don't know. I do think, I've told you before, Avi, I just feel like for him, the formation doesn't help him. I feel yeah. like there's other teams he would go to, like a four four two or a four four one one. And in my mind, he's like an ideal second striker, not a striker, but the person who just facilitates and plays that final ball, the little clever, clever um, decision making. But you know what? Fair play to the guy. He, he looks much more confident. He looks like he's enjoying his football. And I, I was really happy he got two goals the other night.
0: See, Connor, I can see him. And this might be a hot take, but I can see him maybe starting against Brentford. Because Brentford really, they defend deep and they def- they can defend tight as well at times. And sometimes you need that intricate player. And I know Jota can do that. Jota's really good at the one one-twos. But Taki finds himself in these positions where he's always got a goal-scoring opportunity. And thus far, the starts that he has had, the few starts that he has had for us, he's always come up trumps. He's always scored a goal. It's
1: ironic, time. mate. His best game and then he got put out on loan, wasn't it? Palace, wrong. Palace, it was, yeah, Palace he played away. well. played well yeah. then, and then he got put out on loan.
0: And I feel that maybe Klopp might shuffle the pack again on Saturday. We'll come to the lineup. But for me, I think when you're in, and I don't want to say in a rich vein of form, but when you're in sort of like some kind of good form like Origi Minamino, it's really hard to displace the front four because they're always scoring or they're always creating chances. But I think Klopp, I don't know, it might be a confidence thing. Klopp might not just feel... You know he fully trusts those two yet yeah, as in a league in a league game, but in the league cups, um, I know we've got Preston North End and we'll come to Preston um in the next round. You fully believe that they will get the opportunities? Yeah. But
1: sorry, to interrupt, Avi, Colin. Oh. Sorry, I'm sorry, mate. You just said Con- Conroy was one game, and Colin, that, that's a fair point. I, I just for recently, I was impressed with Taki in pre season as well. But you are right. Maybe Norwich is. Maybe we're getting too carried away, Because Norwich is maybe the best team to play against because you know no. they are not got a great strength, but they're going to play That's open. It. But I, I don't know. I, I've got a, a feeling about Taki. I, I do feel like he's got a bit more about him. I've got more confidence that Menemino could get back in this team than Riga. That might be... People might you know, disagree with that, but I just feel like Riga will eventually probably leave this summer, whereas Taki might, might go on. We'll, we'll see.
0: And I want to come to... Conrad, a lot gets said about youngsters, and I know Man City have got a great system set up, uh, the amount of youngsters that they're producing, uh, funnily enough, and the money that they spend. But I want to come on Tyler Morton, Connor Bradley, Cuban if I've said that right. Apologies if I haven't. Curtis Jones, Cade Gordon, who all made um, appearances. James Balaghese was actually on the bench um, on Tuesday. It was Tuesday, wasn't it? We played, yeah, Tuesday, wasn't it? Tuesday, mate, yeah, yeah. Um, And I just want to have a word on the... On Cade Gordon, 16 years old, quite, you know, the youngest player to play for Liverpool. What did you make of the youngsters that came on? I was particularly impressed with Connor Bradley. I thought he did well. I know the penalty, but that happens, that yeah. sort of you know, naivety, getting over-exuberant um, in the challenge. But at 17, he did himself, you know, no harm. I think he could r- really challenge Trent, maybe N- not challenge his position, but definitely be good, no, able no. cover in the next
1: season or two. I, I, I would agree. Um, so we'll get on that in a sec. For Conor Bradley, I actually thought he played with confidence even after the mistake. And that was, to be fair, I mean, that was Chris Brack who mentioned that. And I thought that was a really good point. Like he didn't he didn't put his head down. He just kept going. Obviously, keep her saving it. Maybe I gave him a new lease of life, to be fair. <laughs> probably felt like I got away with one there. But just in general, if, he did look quite confident in his touch and his just an ability, which he probably should be. But it's very easy to do it in the academy than do it in a... Uh, like a competitive game, um, but I thought I was really impressed with him, and I do agree with it, Avi. I, maybe that's a bit controversial from me, but Connor Bradley, of all the players who play, played, the, for me, who's got the most chance of getting in this team anytime soon? I say team, I mean in the squad consistently would be Connor Bradley because I, I still look Milners are second right back right now. In my opinion, he's not going to be there forever, so uh, Connor Bradley's looking right. I'm seventeen. If I can keep going by the time I'm nineteen, twenty, I could be the backup. And if it is maybe a bit cynical to Nico Williams, but I just don't think Nico Williams has done enough. Not done enough to impress. I'm not. He's had in moments, but as you say, I think the comment said the corner will will challenge uh, Nico, and I completely agree, mate. Um, so I I feel like Kate, on Kate, on Cave Kate Gordon, um, really impressed. Very similar to Harvey Elliott, not as a player, but as the sense of when he was at Fulham. You, know, you, sh- you showed this kind of potential and people are like, oh, this is going to be the next big thing. So I feel like it's really good that Liverpool have, have, have managed to purchase another player like that and we'll see where that goes. But the most impressed I was of anybody was, was uh, Tyler Morton, to be honest. So he just to come in for the most short space of time. At he looked assuring,
0: didn't he, Conroy? He yeah, looked very yeah, assured. Just,
1: just his game. He's not, trying to, he's not trying to do it like, oh, Klopp, look at this pass. He's just doing mm-hmm. his game. And see, to be honest, mate, I know it sounds simple, but that's that's he's like that's what I am. This is what I'm good at, and that's how I'm going to get a chance to either get a move or get more game time. And I was I was really impressed. I'm not going to compare because it's completely different. Um, but like, see, like um, Billy Gilmore when he played for Chelsea. Yeah, he's no, I know more about this because I'm Scottish. Obviously, I follow Billy Gilmore more, not because it's Chelsea, but because he's he's honestly playing for Scotland every game now. He's superb. But when he got a game for Chelsea against us, you could just tell like he was he was confident and he knew his game. And I had—I'm not saying it was to that level, but I felt there were similarities in that. Tyler Morton knows his game, and I feel like that's a big strength.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, you'd imagine Conroy that the youngsters that. Played on Tuesday, they'll probably get their chance at Deepdale. Deepdale
1: is where they play, isn't it? Preston North End.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, shout
1: out to Bizzle, Bizzle Bond. You know the the rap battle Liverpool fan. He's from down Preston, so he's uh, he's trying to get his tickets for that. So shout but out to Bizzle. There's a bit of an affiliation with the Preston North. It's always been a tie. Like they could be in
0: Division One or the Championship. There's always like it's always a great tie when you're you know when you when you face like a Preston North End. We've seen like you know past players, managers. Bill Shankly played for Preston North End. You know, you won an FA Cup, won another sort of, I think you can runners run up as well as season before or after, but Neil Miller, Seth Vanderberg, who I believe will get special dispensation to play against Liverpool. But that that you'd you'd trust the
1: youngsters to go
0: again, wouldn't you, Conroy? I think yeah, I
1: think the I say luxury about our depth. I'm not trying to say we've got the best depth in the world. I'm not saying that. However, I feel like what you might find is um you'll play a similar team but you might have one or two more from the first-team squad, i.e. maybe uh, I might be wrong, I might be wrong, you might do the exact same, but it could be a case of, see the front three, what was it, Mino, Mino, and Cade Gordon, it mm-hmm. might be a case of, you take... You maybe you maybe switch one of them for a Mani or, or, or a Jot or something like that. I could be wrong, though, but I think it'll be quite similar. Quite, quite similar, Avi. To be honest, mate, you know what it's like every year. it will just tell um, Pep to take the team and then just don't get through. You know, but I'm only joking because I saw a tweet that <laughs> the other day. It's like, you better not get through. But Con-
0: Conrad, is it is it maybe a competition that we could probably, and I'm not saying take it seriously, but go and have a go and go and, you know, give us a, give fans, you know, because there's fans who unfortunately can't get up to Anfield every weekend because um, there's loads of Liverpool fans all over the country. But a trip to Wembley, you know is that oh, something I that's sort of so like
1: much, yeah. mate? I'd, I'd love that I just don't I don't know sometimes it's just as much as I'm always kind of one for domestic cups because I feel like you need to have that mentality but I just think we yeah. Liverpool we kind of know that the horse we're back and if you know I mean we know we're going to focus on the Champions League and the Premier League and it's not like we're going out I'm joking we're not going not to win but I feel like you just he, he just doesn't want... As, as I think uh, Laura said, it could all depend on injuries and I think see what the week we've had already, mate. Was that Thiago being out as well for a few games? It's just unfortunately, I think we'd have to rely on... Do you remember, do you remember Arsenal? Remember Arsenal when they got to the Chelsea League Cup final when Walcott scored and, and every, every round Wenger played his young team and they actually done really well? I feel like it's probably going to have to be something like that. You're going to have yeah, to maybe yeah. put a few of your first team players in but your young players are going to really have to overperform. And I, I want us to stay in the cups, mate, because it gives people like Minamino Arigi, it gives them a chance to actually get a bit of consistency and, and try and shine. Um but we'll, we'll see mate at least we've got a decent draw but let's not let's not knock press. And the ties as much as we don't get them they can be difficult. As we saw at Shrewsbury away and the 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 um, that was the the FA draw, draw yeah, Lovra and, and Mathip had an absolute shocker that day. Both of them were not very good that day.
0: That was the one with that weird sort of own goal, wasn't it, at Anfield, and we won sort of 1-0. That was the replay, yeah. Joe Hardy got like 30 seconds or something as well. The guy who was, I think, 24, but playing in the academy level, um, scoring heaps of goals. But
1: yeah. we'll,
0: we'll, we'll move on. Um, just on the injury front as well, Conroy. So, Tiago, I think he felt his calf, wasn't it, against Palace. Naby uh, <laughs> Naby's managed to...
1: Kick him! I kick try his not to, I try not to check it, mate. I try not to check it anymore because it actually just pisses me off. But Na,
0: Naby's see, um, I can't say without tackling, uh, but Naby's seemingly has kicked him, uh, kicked his foot into the ground against Norwich, um, and Klopp said it was precautionary. But it does seem, it does I, some have said, to be fair. some have said that he's going to be missing against um, Brentford. But you know, we'll see when he uh, what he confirms in the press. I think Bobby's in light training as well, so you know, a few are. You know, unavailable but Bobby coming back is a bonus a little bit more cover um on the subs bench I don't think he will start he might he might not even be in the squad if he's doing light training he gives you what till Thursday Friday but yeah in terms of the squad and we'll come on to Brentford now and I want to talk about Curtis Jones and I mentioned it on last Friday when I was with Cal um, from Coppish and Kev Curtis Jones has an opportunity now to really sort of stake a claim in that midfield three and, you know, go and put some numbers up. You do hope that he is the progressive midfielder in our system and who can go on and push on. Cause he can play from the 10 as he did in the under-18s under Steven Jard under-23s, all from the left. He's not a very Is good this, striker, as well. I yeah. mean. He,
1: just, he doesn't seem to do it. He actually, last season, he met a good few chances. He, he, I was disappointed when his striking because he's a very good striker of the ball. But what I was going to ask you about Curtis Jones, mate, you said the midfield free. See, with Harvey Elliott, unfortunately, obviously gutted for the kid getting yeah. injured. Do you think it's maybe um, that, not the injuries revitalised Jones, but it's gave him an opportunity to 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 even replace on that side for Elliot or or the left side. And kind of, not they're not the same player. But do you think you think that might actually, he's got opportunity now to kind of push on with that after the unfortunate injury? I think he
0: has. And I thought he played well against Norwich. I thought the cameos that he has come on for Liverpool in the league, he's been really good as well. You know, he, he likes to give and go. He likes, he looks for yeah, the pass. He always looks for quite, a forward pass as well. He's not yeah, very... Yeah,
1: very much, mate, yeah.
0: I think last season we saw a disciplined side where he was a little bit more cautious, but maybe that's the role that he was given. You know, it's certain, we know that Klopp's midfield is really structural, more workmanlike than seeing the flashy glimpse of flicks and tricks here and there. With Curtis Jones, we saw a more disciplined player last season who was covering kilometres as well. Let's, let's not forget about that. He was covering a lot of grass last uh, season. And again, this season, I think he started off well, but, Again, I think he's got to come in contention for Brentford. Hasn't he? He's got to be in that midfield three. I, I would presume alongside a Hendo or a Fab. But knowing Klopp, we don't know what he might chuck out in the air. Well, uh...
1: Just we'll assume that Thiago and Keita aren't going to be in the squad. We'll so just assume that. And with that being the case, that I feel like he trusts Curtis as well. And, and I find it's a really good point, mate, to say he had to be a bit more uh, conservative at times last season. Because if you remember, see the Sheffield United game away, I feel like we tried something a bit different with the fluid formation he's, that day. And you he scored that, goal. Yeah, scored. yeah, you saw him bombing up in the box quite a lot and he looked very good. So I, I know some people are, maybe don't love Curtis Jones in our team, Um, but for me, I think there's a lot of potential there and definitely could see him start. I'm just trying to think of the options off the top of my head. You've got Henderson, Fabinho, James Jones. Milner. Yeah, James Milner because he's back from the illness. Um Ox... Yeah, to be honest with me, I think He's Jones fun, is defi- yeah. defi- definitely within a show. But, you know, as you said, um, hey, Klopp might pull something out, as he, he does.
0: Connor, why do you think there is a, uh, and I know it's throughout the summer, and I put a post up on Curtis Jones, like, a lot of sleeping on him, because I think this is the season where we see him in a more progressive, um, sort of, progressive sort of, you know, position in the Liverpool midfield or even off the left. Why do you think there is a sort of like, mm, not sold on him yet, you know, he, he doesn't do it for us. Why do you think there is an agenda amongst some some fans? Yeah. I'm not I'm saying every fan, but some Liverpool fans are a bit like, no, he's not. And he's what, 20 years old? He's 21 in January, I believe. So he's 20.
1: I, I don't really know, mate, to be honest. I actually thought last season I maybe named four players, take away the last couple of games, you know, we got it right, but it was not a great season. And I would say there's maybe, performance wise, there's maybe four or five. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly. who I'd said, you know, had had a pretty good season. Maybe I'm being generous. I'm not saying, the and, and overall, wasn't necessarily that bad, but let's be honest, quite a few players had poor spells. I'd say, obviously, Salah had the top season, Fabinho in different positions. But I thought Jones was right up there. Ijota as well, obviously. But I thought Jones had a very good season. It gave him the opportunity, showed what he could do. I was very impressed. I don't really under, I don't know why that's the case. I feel like, see, even if you watch his academy clips, and I'm not saying it's the same as football, but I feel like he showed me enough. Like the Ajax game in the Champions League last year, he showed me enough that he's got a lot in the locker. I don't know if it's maybe just, you know, Harvey Elliott from a you bottom at 16, this guy's going to be the next big thing. If maybe that's just the narrative suits more and then it's easy to forget about Jones. But I, I thoroughly like him as a player. And as I say, his shooting is very good. I think people maybe sleep on that. He just has to... Confidence may be the wrong thing, but he had I remember that Ajax game, it was it Ajax, I think, or it might have been a Premier League game, he beat two men, hit it from outside the box, and it was a terrible strike. And I was like, mate, you can you've hit that in the top corner hundreds of times. And I just feel like that's maybe he could just shoot a bit more. If, I would I would say. For the
0: under eighteens and sort of under twenty-threes during that Gerard era when he was uh, manager of the Liverpool youth setup. He was getting 15-20 goals. I think he scored yeah. a hat-trick it, it, against Napoli. He did shoot the other
1: night, to be fair, I saw it. He did do that. He cut on his left and he did shoot the other night. So take that away that game. But I, I think he can shoot more.
0: He, he had a few I think they had a couple of shots against Palace as well. Um, yeah. That, you know... And and a little bit more in with the angle and whatnot, it's it's on target, but I think he's going to be a little bit more daring and Kieran B makes a great point. Curtis could be a goal scoring midfielder for us in the coming years, has an eye for goal. And I want to allude to this, he was always a forward player um, playing in that sort of 10 in the academy and he was scoring 15, 20 goals. He scored, I remember him scoring a Champions League hat-trick, I'm pretty sure Laura could probably um, correct me, against Napoli. Um, and some fantastic finishes, And he was always getting sort of like 10, 15 goals a season for those two, three years when he was at the academy. And he's a player that I feel that other clubs and other oppositions, because when we hear the words of Mason Greenwood, um, he's generational. And, you know, the youngsters that are coming through from United, maybe the Chelsea's now, Man City's that... People are saying, oh no, Curtis Jones is not on that level. But it's different, isn't it? It's different
1: systems, different I, managers, different styles. Yeah. I think like just to clarify the comments here, what I'm saying is Harvey Elliott's been outstanding this season. I'm not comparing. I'm just thinking because of that, I think it's very easy. If I don't remember the worded that correctly, it's easy to forget the effect Curtis had last year. Because bear in mind, last year we were talking about Foden, Greenwood, and Curtis Jones was in that conversation. Yeah. Because this young guy Elliott's just you know had a barnstorm and start the season. It's just it is easy. We're so we're so quick in football. It just it's moving constantly. And I feel like because of that, I've not forgot those comparisons, Avi. And I feel like um, you talk about Foden, I actually do think Foden's exceptional. Like, I think mean, his movement's unbelievable. And for me, Liverpool last season, out of all the teams, Greenwood, um, sorry, Foden and Jones, Jones definitely had the hardest job playing for that, the team that was losing players left, right, and centre. So I feel like context has to go into that, mate. I I completely agree. Even I forgot about Jones at certain points, but I really, um, last couple of weeks, I've been reminding myself, I think he's very, very good. And you talk about getting the comments said getting goals from midfield. That's a great point, because that's something we've we've definitely lacked over the years.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's something that we need to, I think Fabinho's got a goal now against Leeds, isn't he? Naby scored that wonderful volley, that celebration was just gold dust against Palace. And we do need a little bit more from our midfield, you feel like, this season. But, you know, as long as Salah, Mane, uh, Jotter are scoring, you know, and Bobby chips in, I think we'll be fine. I want to come to Diego Jota Conroy, because I thought he snapped at that chance against Palace. He should have really scored that. Is there yeah, any yeah, yeah, slight yeah, yeah. issues? I mean, I've seen a yeah. different... I've, I've, we're in a WhatsApp group and I've said we're seeing a different side... Um, with Jotter this season, he's more productive. His work rate's gone up a notch, and he's looking for the ball more deeper, where he can run with the ball. We can get yeah. into that sort of final third.
1: It's not what been a you... stop start as well. He had a stop start yeah. year last year. At times, I thought it was a bit unfair. But with the yeah. injury, as well, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But um, there's one. There's a comment here on Free World who said Jotter is off is off form. Clearly, is that how you feel, Conor, or Do you think he's adapting his game even more now? Um That's Because he's more
1: not a bad shout, but I just think out of all the front three, that's obviously not Salah, right? But what, what I mean by that is I think Jot is very much like, he's just effective. He doesn't have to be necessarily attic. Probably like Salah, you could say, not to the same extent, but I think he is still quite effective. And what I mean by that, if you look at his goals, the Norwich one is, makes it 1-0. That's important. The Palace makes it 1-0. They're crucial goals. So, free world, that's I a fair running, Burnley, Sorry, I'm, yeah. I'm getting mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. Burnley, the shimmick-ass cross. And I feel like he is effective as you are. And when I watched him at Wolves, he's he's got quite a lot to his game as well. See, when he first started, he can link up quite well and that will improve as as, as we carry on. But I understand why, even when he's not in top form, Klopp persists to play him because you've just got a chance. With that movement, his movement, I think, is still very underrated—not by our fan base, but by others. When he drops into ten, sometimes to take it, take the, the, create the space for Manny and Salah. But he's probably not been in great form, mate. But I could see him continue to play because you know what—he's just—he has got that. Some people would say he's very clinical. I wouldn't go that far, but I'd say he's probably—he's—he's he's definitely very effective for us, even out of form. But it's a fair comment. What do you think? Would you, um, would you, if you Firmino got fit, would you put him right back in the team? See, I, I, I like this comment, and I'll come to your question, Conroy, in a minute.
0: Um, Kev says Jota is likely to bang a hat trick or fire a blank. He's a hot and cold player. I think there's glimpses of where he can be hot and cold, but I think this season we've seen. I don't know. I just like his what he's producing. There was clips of the Milan game, um, especially in the second half where he was getting the ball from deep and really threatening that final third at that defense because Simon Kier Roman Noli. Um, who was their right back, Calabria, they could all yeah, be got yeah. at. And it was that where he was playing off that sort of, Drifting from the left or central, he was going at them, and I think that's yeah, he does. so He's key. very
1: direct. He's very yeah. direct.
0: And when you've got Mane and Salah, and Mane again, you know he's he's getting goals. He's scoring goals three and five, but people are still sort of suspect of his form um and his overall productivity over a course of ninety minutes. But Jota, I feel, I want I want to see that more from him. You know, like how Bobby drops back sometimes as well, just to create that bit of space, like you said.
1: Yeah, I think against Leeds, he's not the same players, Bobby, But I thought he exploited that against Leeds quite well, but. I agree, I'll be honest, I don't think Jaws in great form, but I do think he's, um, I'm not worried in any way, because I feel like this is him in out of form, when he gets in form, I mean he came in last year, and I, I, I did watch him a bit, a little, so I didn't think he'd do as well as he has done at Liverpool, but I feel like that's nothing to worry about, it's kind of like the Manny thing in the sense of not in form, but still being effective for us, which is a great strength, and um, I think Laura Duffy says he looks exhausted, Possibly, possibly, because it's been stop and start. It's kind of like maybe this is his first proper run without any anything stopping him, and maybe he's just he's feeling that now. But the miss the other day was just a terrible, terrible should have yeah. scored miss. I've seen Ronaldo do that against Sheffield United the way I've seen Manny against Leeds. It happens. Don't get me wrong; it was one of the worst I've ever seen. But on the half, volley, it's probably easier actually because he can just the keepers on the deck. But it is what it is. And I, um, it happens, and it didn't matter because Sadio saved them with it the, with the goal. So no, nothing to worry about with Jota, but fair, fair points, mate. Even though I do agree with you, mate, I just feel like Klopp just likes to play him because he can be that fox in the box at times and get you a goal when a team's you know got the low block, and he has been very effective. It's funny how it's one of the comments that says Jota misses too many chances. It's funny to say that. I'd, I'd probably agree, but I think all, all our front three miss chances. Like I'm kind of normalised to that being a Liverpool fan I don't know if you feel the same it. I,
0: I, you know I think Salah's become absolutely ice cold this season I mean he yeah. always has that in him as well in the previous seasons you know obviously his goal scoring records you know suggest
1: that of course yeah but he it has Salah, a moment where it's like it's, you wouldn't always yeah, trust on one on one he moments. does
0: but this season Salah's been yeah. clinical you know every chance that like, he's got like real sort of chance one on ones or a chance where you know I thought that finish against Palace was a brilliant finish Six yards, seventy yards out, but the controlled volley. Like you know, we can we've seen people like Sky like Jota did a little bit in the first half. But <coughs> excuse me, you know, him, I agree.
1: Mate. I agree. Thanks, mate. Uh, I thought it was. Um, no, I would actually. I'd say someone said comment night. Sup- I've watched Salah and analyzed all the time. I'd say he's probably the most well rounded he's been now, and even his decision making is good. And I don't just mean in front of goal because I still don't think he's like the best finisher. Ever, I'm not saying that. Like, I know people will try and compare because his goal record's insane. But I would say, like, even his decision making at times, like his passing against Leeds, he probably should have got about four assists. That he's making the right decisions constantly now, and it, it, this is the the most well rounded I've ever seen him. And that can only be good for us. So it's really great.
0: Yeah, and that leads me to the next, obviously, topic: uh, the game on the weekend, which is a 5:30 kickoff, I believe, back home, isn't it? So it's a little bit. You know, later for me nine thirty, but I want to come to Brentford because it's a real interesting story. Um, their owner Matthew Benham, who actually owns FC Mitchelland, I think. If Laura wants to just confirm that as well in the comments, he owns both clubs, so he's the owner of Brentford. He's a lifelong Brentford fan, um, and the story is, uh, Conra, I'm not sure if you know, but he took a 700k loan out, and he. The, the person that or the institution that he took the loan from he goes i'm gonna turn this into a hundred million he didn't turn it into a hundred million he turned it into three hundred uh, three hundred million dollars and it enabled him to buy um brentford football club um but there's a story to this so he had a mentor uh called tony bloom who is also the owner of Brighton but they fell out so there's a little bit of rivalry oh, really? rivalry there now between the Brighton owner and the Brentford owner but he's done quite the job. He took over in 2012, so it wasn't plain sailing straight away. Um, it's taken probably the best part of, what, seven years to get to where they, they've needed to. And, you know, with the appointment of Thomas Frank, who's another Danish manager, they've got they've worked out a system, and he he's a man of few words, Matthew Benham, the research that I've done of him, but he is a very analytical man, data-driven. That word again, money ball, comes into play. It does seem that, the most successful projects or structures are this where they they buy young. They only buy between 17 to 22, develop that player between those ages and then sell him on. Said Ben Rama, I think, was bought for 2.7 and he was sold for 30 million to West Ham. Neil Mopay, uh, Mopay who came from, I think, France for 1.7 from Lorient, I think sold for 20 million and um forgetting the other player um,
1: Watkins Watkins Ollie
0: Watkins who went to Villa yeah again brought him on the cheap I think for 3.7 sold him on for 30 million it does seem that this structure this model is something that has made them really successful have brought them into the Premiership I thought they could have come to the Premiership the season before
1: um but they oh, lost in the playoff final, didn't they? Because it was the left back scored twice for Fulham. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then they lost that and then they came up last season. But what have you made of them so far? What have you made of their team, the wing back system? I know he prefers he plays like a four-one three what was it? Four, two, three, one. Um, he likes playing a wing back system in transition defensive transitions.
1: Yeah. I want
0: to talk about the wing backs as well because One of them obviously came from Liverpool. What have you made of Brentford, though, so far in the five games that you've seen him?
1: No, to be honest, mate, I've actually been really impressed. I'll be, I think we can all agree the one I saw the most of them was the first game, Friday night football, against Arsenal. Sergio Canos, you've got to talk about it, He was at left wing back that night, or right wing back. He was right at wing back. back. He scored from the left. From the left he scored from the left. That's yeah. why I'm getting confused with it. But um, I was impressed. It was actually fair play to the commentator that pointed this out. It was like when you say it's a four, uh, but sometimes it's a transition from a five to to like a four when when they're attacking, which I found... All those transitions and play and patterns of play, I find that quite fascinating. As I told you off camera, um, and I quite like when I've heard Thomas Frank speak and the way he talks about the game. It's, it's very interesting. But for me, it was um, it was really the most surprising thing. Is right? I'll be honest. I'm not didn't watch lots of the championship. Watched the highlights. Ivan Tony and, and Buemo up front. There's pressing, and then there's. The the pressing and hard work they do and everyone can work hard they should they're footballers but the actual pressing is ridiculous and I, I was surprised of how much of a obviously they're t- quite tactically fluid and moving but as a as a unit and as a team it's like they should all be working for, for each other I get that but to me they just seem it's outstanding. I was very impressed with that because I was expecting to see a team, you know, a bit like when Norwich came up and Pukie had scored the goals for Norwich, they've got to try and play to his strengths but it's, it's very much not like that and uh, even with uh, their active press and, and then at times the possession-based football because there was moments against Arsenal where they controlled it quite well because actually see when they scored the first goal, uh, I think Buemo he done Ben White and they actually probably should have made it 2-0 earlier in that game. I was really, really impressed and I caught a bit of the Wolves game. Now correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, did Brentford go down to 10 men at the weekend? Or am I getting confused? I might be getting mixed up with that. But they won 2-0. Baptiste, yeah, Baptiste got the red card, I think. He yeah. did. So because of... If you actually look at Ivan Toney's pressing and work rate for that team, it's like he's at he's left back at one point. Did he he actually Bewe- come at left backs. Unbelievable. Him and Bwemo do like to drop in that 10 as well um, yeah. when they played against Arsenal. Well, they did that quite the, well. The goal, goal, Bewe- Bewe- yeah, yeah. the goal comes... So Sorry to interrupt, Avi, but the, no. so basically Toney's out wide left comes in, it's a stupendous pass, and people might watch it and think it's it's, it's easy, but it's all about the timing to make sure he's on side. Uh, right foot sweeps it inside of the foot, back post and Buemos there, just like you said, mate. It's a kind of a bit like remember the split strikers. It was like that. It was like when they went to ten men they played that way. And and yeah, Tony. Yeah, I think a few people said this summer, would it be worth a shout of a Premier League team's looking at him? I think it's 30 million they were saying. Um it probably wouldn't have been a bad decision because I feel like he's, he's, I, he's, he's I still early, he's, but he's proven it. Again, um, someone could
0: um, come in the comments just to confirm. I think he came from Newcastle originally, Ivan Tony, and he's been yeah, scoring Peter, goals at the lower level as well.
1: Yeah, he yeah, was at Peterborough for a bit. As well. I don't know if he was on loan at Peterborough, but he, um, he definitely played for Peterborough for a bit because someone was telling me about that. So, yeah, what a rise in his career.
0: And Thomas, there was an interview that they did, I think, earlier on uh, this season or just before uh, during their preseason Brentford. And he, and he says, my philosophy is simple, but it's effective. You, we can talk about the pressing. And like Kevin said, there's a method to their Perfect, pressing. Yeah. And that's so it's an easy word to say, oh, they press, they press well. But there's there has to be homework done for that. You need everyone on the tune. You can't just work. Um, you can't press individually. you got to press as a team. You know, and there's certain variations and variables in, in, in for teams to enable that. And he does it really well with his team. And they're very structured as well in defensive. He keeps a nice midfield shape when they're in um, a defensive transition. And just with Thomas Frank, he said, I want my players to be comfortable all over the pitch. You know, he said, if I have an injury crisis, I want, you know, Ivan Tony to drop in midfield, you know, and become that midfielder. I want every player to be interchange- interchange- interchangeable in their movements. And it's it's kept them in good shape. Stead- you know, they've, defensively, they've done well, I think they've only conceded two. You know, they've got two wins um, on their belt. You know, they've got points on the board. But is it refreshing to see teams like this in the Premiership, Conroy, instead of, you know, I don't want to keep harping on about Bernie and Sean Dyche or, you know, Leeds to a certain extent, even though Leeds do play great football, but of late you've seen this sort of dirty side to them. Is it good to see Brentford who just are coming out to play, just like with Arsenal, they didn't fear yeah. Arsenal and I know Arsenal are not a great team to put a pedal stool to, but they've, they're coming and they're saying, look, we're going to have a go here. A bit like Norwich, but Nor- Norwich are very naive, but Brentford is... There's methods to every set of their no, plays, no,
1: you know. Defensively. I, 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 yeah, I absolutely agree, mate. Like to be honest, it's probably going to be a bit unpopular. Maybe not with Liverpool fans, but um, I get really, really pissed off with the kind of divine right football uh, fans you get. So I've heard a few people say, oh, "I want Notts Forest, I want Leeds back in the lead." And I like, in my opinion, football is a competition. So the reason that English football is the way it is, and it's a the pyramid scheme is anybody. If obviously it comes down to money as well, but now and again, you get someone who can manage a team, get them to play better and overperform and then follow a system that works. I prefer that nine times out of 10 to like, uh, don't get me wrong, like the atmosphere is great leads and going, but people like hating on Bournemouth when they're up and stuff. I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom it. It was like a team's coming here to play great football and smashing some big teams while they're at it, by the way. I mean, oh, I say this they, all the time. They, Four times, four times they beat Chelsea. Four times they beat Chelsea in five Premier League seasons.
0: I still remember that nightmare game that um, Bournemouth had against us. They beat, the beat us um, 4-3, uh, Yeah, mistake. Anyway, the so, less said about that, the better you know, anyway. But,
1: but what, what my point is, it's like uh, Bournemouth probably were the first because Blackpool tried to play that expansive way and it, it didn't last. They ended up going down that season, losing to United in the last game. Bournemouth, five seasons in the Premier League doing that. I think Brentford, eh, Brentford it's a bit different, but there's still, as you say, there's no naivety. They're just trying to play their football, but they've got a bit of uh, adaptation to it. Probably could look at, even though it's not the same route, kind of what Brighton are doing, changing up a bit, but I know how they kind of maintain their position first. Um, I actually like the fact when it's just teams, maybe I've not seen before, or teams who just, uh, Brighton's in Brentford, I love that kind of from the Eddie Howe eh, Bournemouth just like teams who who go out and it's not like a, I would be criticising Leeds because I've just been so naive recently I'm not saying you have to be open like the Red Sea mate but just like there's there's ways of beating teams where you don't have to sit in and just play a low block for the full game I, I People might disagree with that. People might say, "Well, if you like Liverpool, for example, you play a low block that 's your best chance, and that 's fair enough but i i I am enthralled by teams like Brentford and that. I find it fascinating to learn about how they 're going to play how they 're going to approach the different games and yeah i don 't know if you agree mate i I, I prefer it like that it 's a competition at the end of the day, so the teams who get there deserve to be there."
0: See with Leeds they chuck bodies forward, but they're very slow in getting back in shape. I don't know what they're doing there. I don't know what they're doing there. But with Brentford they're very quick in getting into back into their shape. If they commit bodies forward, they get back into the shape, and that's one thing that Thomas Frank said. He said it's all fine playing good football, high uh, high octane pressing football. But when we commit forward, you damn right, you know you. pretty damn well sure that we'll get all our shape back as well when we're you know defending against teams as well and I think Arsenal had a massive problem and Arsenal couldn't create that first game of the season they couldn't they couldn't create anything in edgeways they were literally stuck on what to do and they had players on the pitch who could have caused issues but they just couldn't Thomas Frank had his system set up and you know against Wolves as well very well organised and Wolves have played good football I know they've lost a few games and you know they're still finding their way under the new manager but they actually played well but they just couldn't carve them open they couldn't literally find any space or any chances against Brentford yeah. I thought Brentford did really well I want to come to our lineup and we'll come on to
1: a prediction as well just see it's like the thing is that works I think someone said it about Leeds last year and maybe say the same about Brentford it's still really early but the one thing is it can work in the first season as well but you you need to be able to adapt as well because you've got literally millions of pounds spent on staff to analyze your game to find weaknesses. So it'll be like that as well, mate. I feel like even Potters had to adapt a bit at times. So it was just to add that um it'll be that's the fascinating thing as well. It's like just to say Leeds finished the season really well. Um and it's like I don't know if Bielsa has kinda got stuck a bit there now because he seems to do what he was doing at the start of last year and being more open. They have got a lot of injuries to be fair. That's what Joe was saying last night. But it's it's a strange one, mate. I guess sometimes a lot of people are saying that now teams are against Leeds are playing their fittest or their best anti-press or players press resistant against them and and matching them and it seems to be working. I think but we'll find out. I think, Conroy, what it is, or
0: teams can get found out. You know, teams can get found out, and I'm I'm going to go back to like when. Clock came in and we were high on this Gengen pressing and, you know, pressing galore and, you know, in intensity levels. And there's a question there as well. Can Brentford last the intensity? We changed a little bit intact when we were in Fabinho and onto that 18-19 season, then, you know, 19 20 and so forth. Do you think that teams like Leeds Brentford Say they have a great season. We saw it with Chris Wilder at Sheffield United, didn't we? That first season, they were brilliant. They could have got top four. They literally could have. Oh no, they,
1: they, what do you call it? Overlapping centre-backs. May honestly, Scotland (laughs) have used that way. They've used that with Tierney and Robertson. That's what Tierney does when Robertson comes in. They actually use that now.
0: And second season, they just couldn't get a win, could they? They had to get rid of, uh, they yeah, got the rid f- of Chris fans, Wilder. I think
1: COVID hit them hard in the sense of no fans really hit. I know people say, listen, it's like, I get that, but Sheffield United, Bramall Lane, it was like the fans were very, very important. I, I, it's for everybody but I think specifically for them
0: and, I wonder, and when they talk about like leads and look I'm a big uh, fan of Marcello Bielsa I was a big fan S- of him same at same at year, man. Atletico Bilbao you've done some one, wonderful things there obviously with the Chilean national team as well Argentina and so forth but is it are they naive I'm, I'm, I've speaking, spoken to Kevin about this uh, Kevin Sullivan who's in the comments last Friday that's stubbornness, isn't it? Not wanting to change. Believing in your philosophy is one thing. And believing in, you know, plan A. And look, Klopp does it, Pep do it. But they do tweak it. Pep sometimes overdoes it, um, as we've seen in the Champions League final last season. Yeah. Klopp sort of tweaks it a little bit, and we've seen the great changes that it has made, you know, it's brought success. But man just like Bielsa, do they have to sort of like dissuade a little well, bit I'm, and like I'm say, Look, you, I need yeah. a assessment? To... Or oh, his coaches. Is... Like, we've got Pep Linders, Krawitz who probably say to club, look, let's change this a little bit. Yeah. You know, just tweak the system. Is this then back to managers, like, who are too stubborn in, in their well, ways I'm that they don't confused. want to
1: change it? I'm confused, Avi. This is what's confusing me with this topic, because Chris Brack had made a great point, and so did Laura Duffy. I think there was another comment as well. Sorry, I forgot the name. Leeds had one of the best records at home last season because they tweaked it a little bit. It's not, they want to play in five at the back, but basically... It, they tweaked it slightly. So, this is what I can't get my head around why he's he's doing it right now. Maybe it is personnel, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, playing Rodrigo attacking mid is probably not going to help with that. But I, I, that's what I'm confused by because I, I thought Bielsa had kind of adapted it. So, this is what, yeah, I, I don't know, mate. Like, for me, you need to be able to adapt. But I think the, the word adapt doesn't mean throw the baby out of the bathwater. It just mm-hmm. means tweak it slightly like what Liverpool are kind of doing with um when Harvey Elliott. oh hey it's Kaylee Quoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your
0: happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Conroy's Wi-Fi is playing. I think the cat's taking the cable
1: out again. The Ethernet cable. Oh, Conroy, are you there? A, Hello. You, testing. You, testing. Okay. Yep, you're there. Yeah, you're, yeah, It's the Ethernet. The pulled the Ethernet cable out. Oh, but, no, saw, but, put the cat there. Uh, yeah. But um, it was like what we do with Harvey Elliott, Trent, and Salah. We, you know, to allow Trent to come on in the centre, um, for a bit to to give us a different option. You need to be able to tweak it. So I don't know. Some managers will live and die by for the philosophy because it's got them where they are today. So we'll see, mate. I probably could actually. It's funny you said that. I watched a documentary last night, and it was about Tuchel, mm-hmm. and I've never, I've never heard it before. But Tuchel's philosophy is basically to counteract what you're doing especially in the bigger games. So, like, against Pep, he'll do something to, to, to kind of disrupt what they're doing. Um, and it's actually it's quite a fascinating documentary. It's basically called How Did Tuchel Become the Best Coach in the World? He's not. I'm not saying he is, but it was a really interesting documentary. And it was like, it's really funny how we talk about all these philosophies. And he obviously has a philosophy how to play, you know, possession-based and and the freak the back he's using the now, but it's really interesting how he'll focus on like, if it's a big game like Man City in the Champions League final, he'll focus on how to really just put them off their game and found that really interesting. And it's quite funny.
0: He likes to disrupt, which makes his team sometimes ugly. I remember at Dortmund, um, when he came from Mainz, his first season, they were ridiculously good going forward. Um, But, really bad defensively and they kept throwing bodies forward and Dortmund have never changed actually from that if this season proves it under Marco Rose Rose, they're still doing the same thing but he's one manager that has adapted that PSG season when they got to the Champions League final if you look at all the games leading up to that final against Bayern he was very negative in his tactics but he was reading his opposition that's when he took over Chelsea I mean they're not the prettiest team to watch they can be pretty when they want to be I thought the Arsenal game away this season they looked really good I thought against us we saw a clinic put on by Tuchel in the second half. Yes, we should have won with ten men, but let's make no mistake: the shape that he had, the shape that he set up for that second half with Thiago Silva as well, as experience in that. It's easier team. to do
1: that with Chelsea, isn't it? And so yeah. when you've got Mbappé and Neymar, it's definitely more difficult when you've got a glamorous team like that. And I'm not saying they're obviously all great. Well, Potts is finding that out, in not Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the Kev, I think it was Kieran B. Kieran B. It was just on. Um, that was, I don't know if you're asking me, but it was on YouTube. It's just a 15-minute video. It's like, uh, Tuchel's the best, why he's the best coach in the world. I'm, he's, not, I'm not, he's not, in my opinion, but it was fascinating because, he, see, when he went to um, a, a Mainz, what he'd done was he cut off the corners in the pitch, like he coned them off, so you weren't allowed to use the wide areas. So in the 11-side pitch, you had to do more in a tight area. So when you went into a game, you had more space which is it's quite interesting, actually. Yeah, Fascinating, coach. Fascinating.
0: I like there are some great managers who will put in some great ideas. I mean, Dortmund have got a great setup, uh, even in their training, the little, I'm not seen if, sure if you've seen it, but these little sort of circular, it's like a circumference of a player who's got to hit these targets in squares. I mean, they did it with Kagawa, uh, Marco Royce. They were using it back then and they still have got it here. And I know at yeah. Kirby, they've tried to implement something similar. It's like a, a passing zone. But you've got yeah, yeah, all again, these squares yeah. that flash up, and you've got to hit the ball um, yeah. in those
1: specific targets. But now it's innovation. Ho- Ho- Hoffenheim done that as well, mate. I, listen, yeah. I love that. I think Nagelsmann was it. there. Yeah. I think you're right with yeah. was there. Yeah. Na- you see what he done at Hoffenheim? He basically used to he got a pitch, and he he basically like squared off what your area would be, and he said just focus on that area when they're playing a game, and I found it quite. Obviously, you, you're not going to be that regimented, but it was basically in certain key patterns of play, this is where you would go, and I found that, I find that really fascinating. So Nagosman's the one for me to watch for the future. It's probably really obvious, but I think that guy's very special. Yeah, you're
0: talking as if you, that's the next manager that you'd like at Liverpool. Uh.
1: Well, Conroy, I but I wouldn't shoot it off. But I'm not going to get. I love Klopp. We need, we don't. Let's not Klopp's the man. No,
0: right? no. Let's not dissuade. But I want to come up to uh, lineup. We can do this together. The lineup against Brentford. It picks itself at the the, the, the back five, uh, including Allison picks itself. Allison Trent Matip comes back in after a week rest.
1: Unless he's got something's happened, I'd say he comes right back in, mate. <clears throat> And then we have got Van Dyke, and then we go with R- Robertson. You presume Robert, but I'm obviously going to say Robertson, right? But I've got to be honest; it's a, it's a strange one. I feel like next week he's going to Champions League is next week. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Porto,
0: I think yeah. Uh, who's it? Porto away is it? Yeah. he's going
1: to play Robertson in that game. A hundred percent, no doubt. Like he's uh, unless people disagree, I think he's definitely going to play Robertson in the Champions League. You saw him against Milan. Quality, outstanding. For me, it'll be Robbo. Robbo's the best left-back. But I can't dispute the form, Ishimakas. I think I'd be stupid if I said that. Um, and they've both played about roughly the same minutes because Robbo came on against Norwich roughly about the same. Um, is there a case that, and I know you've got your allegiance towards Robertson, but... Well, I just you know, in general, he's a, he's a much better left-back. But you can't mm-hmm. you can't discount the form, Ishimakas. That would be unfair. But is there a case where maybe, you know... Later on the season, maybe
0: towards Christmas time, that Simicas could be first choice or rubber store first choice for you.
1: Well, what I would say, mate, is how good was Robertson against Milan? Like ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And I feel like um it's um I, I just think sometimes it's really easy, um, because it's I'm surprised sometimes the fan base, it's really easy to forget that Andy Robertson is like being outstanding and his numbers oh, yeah. are better than any ads. I'd argue he's up there, probably one the best full left-backs ever in the Premier League. People might think I'm being a bit reactionary, but the guy's got 39 assists. That's a key, ridiculous. A key moment for me against Milan was, we were tiring
0: towards that second half, but Robbo literally got the ball and he just Two, three times he did just to get us out of like, you know, it's a bit of respite, a little bit of rest. And he just bombed forward that left hand side, just ran the channel and just ran and ran and ran. And that for me was like, that's what we need. That's that little yeah. bit of energy just to bomb forward. But now I've just got to take this uh, comment from Sam Thandi. He believes it will be Alison Robert, Matic, Van Dyke, Trent. Fab, Hendo, Jones. Um, that's the midfielder I would go with as well, Conroy. And then Mane, Jota, Salah. I've gone with Mane, Muno, Muno and Salah. And that's not a hot take. I I think Klopp might change it a little bit. So I, I'm going to go with Mane, Jota, Salah. Then I hope Kaita and uh, Firmino are back for the Porto game. Conroy, is that your midfield and forward I, line as well? Or are you going to change yeah, it up?
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, on it, folks, I'm going to say, see if it was Liverpool home again. Uh, against a say like a palace, something like that, or it was against Brentford at home. I think he'd probably play Shimikas in this game just because of the form, but because it is Brentford away, and uh, again, I think Robbo's defensive ability is severely underrated because no one talks about it because just no one really gets by him. Um, I think it'll probably be Robbo, uh, and I think for me, the midfield would be the same as that, that comment there. and I'll, I'll be I'll going to agree with that. I think it'll be Mane Jota, and Salah instead of uh, Mino Mino, but, but fair enough, mate. Um, slander so on
0: tacky's be. name, slander on tacky's name, but I just want to come in. Mean, I, I, I wouldn't um,
1: mind if you got to start, I just yeah. think Brentford, I think it's going to be a, a tricky game, mate, and I feel like we're going to need those front three. Kevin O'Sullivan's
0: going with Fabinho, Hendo and James Milner, um, and I will touch upon James Milner, I know you lot have touched upon him yesterday as well, Um there was something additional I wanted to add, but that midfield three for you, is that a little bit conservative... Uh, there's no uh, shots at you, Kevin. But is that a little bit conservative for a Brentford away, or do you think no? I wouldn't mind that at all.
1: Um, do you know what, mate? I, I could, um, I, I'd be okay with that to be honest. I, I remember we used to say, you know, it's the Brexit midfield sometimes in the Champions League games. But yeah. see when Milner and Henderson play, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with that because the 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 and the pudding, I think they've always consistently pretty good, and it allows the front free. Your comment about Jones. Kind of pushing on a bit. We've kind of done that with Elliot this season, not sending the same player. That's why I think it might push more to Jones in this game. However, we'll see. I think, I know everyone's saying like win five, six. Not, I think this will be a tough game, mate. I, I do. Because I think sometimes when it's someone you've not played before or played in the league before, you're not sussing each other out, but you're maybe going to try and see how the game goes in the first 10 minutes.
0: Conrad's Liverpool Football Club as all going to Griffin Park. I mean, this is yeah. Brentford no, no, fans' course, yeah. biggest game of the season so far. Like, it will be the biggest game of the season, yeah. period. You know, with Liverpool Football Club, let's not forget that. It will be, you know, their fans will be up for this. You know, and Thomas Frank will be drumming this into the spares. Like, Look, you're not wanting Premiership football. This is what it's about. I mean, I know they played Arsenal, but Liverpool Football Club
1: is still... Yeah, you want, you want to calm clubs. that ground down. I know we like, with not the biggest fans of Gary Neville here. But he always says that momentum is so much in football. And when you go to these places like that, you don't want to give them that momentum. And that's why I think it's maybe the the Milner shouts, maybe I actually a pretty good shout, Kev, because of that. But but we'll see. We'll see. I think this season we definitely feel like we've got that aura, you know, to just say we'll deal with them. But there's confidence and then there's arrogance. I don't think we can be arrogant in this game. However, I do think we've got enough to to, to, to clinically win it.
0: Just want to come to a super chat. Thank you, LFC Aaron. Appreciate it. Um, does Origi start? D- does Origi deserve to start against Brentford? Um, for me, even though he is, he's got the momentum at the moment. I wouldn't. Um, but if it if it's nil nil coming up to the sixty fifth, seventieth minute, you know, I would maybe chuck on either either mean if he doesn't start, Aminu Amin or Origi. Conroy, you thinking the same, or do you I, think he deserves like- to start?
1: Cheers for this uh, super chat, LCR, and cheers, mate, you're always, get some great comments in there, I would say, you know what, he's doing really well, and he's, he, he, it was just one game, but you know, had Milan, Norwich, I think it's going to be the front three, however, I think what Avi says, is he's probably put himself back in Klopp's minds, that if they're chasing a goal, and they need a change, that, that you can trust them to come on, and make an impact, and see, to be honest, for what that was a month ago, that's pretty surprising. So fair play to Origi. But, but you know, you never know with Klopp. You, you some, that Milan team last week surprised the hell out of me. So who knows, Avi? Who knows, mate? Yeah. And
0: th- this season, he's getting the substitutions and the changes right again, isn't he, Klopp? I mean, there was a period last season where... I look at Fulham at home uh, when Scotty Parkers, when they won 1-0 and I was thinking, what's he done with that lineup? Like, Are we actually chucking away top four now? And some of the substitutions were baffling as well. Um, and well we I thought, couldn't,
1: we couldn't, couldn't have a barn door then, though. could but, we? He just felt like we could not create but, anything.
0: But the changes, bar the Chelsea game, I thought the Chelsea game, he could have switched it around quicker, sooner. Um, I think he's been okay with the changes. I think he's been really good. I think the oh, Milan game threw us yeah. all off, didn't it? The Milan the Milan trade with Origi starting up was like, you know, where's he come from from the blue wilderness? Yeah, it's but. like
1: we won that game twice, mate. 1-0 up, get a penalty, miss that, 2-1 at half time. what's going on? And we we come three. back and win we 3-2. It was a strange game. But,
0: um, yeah, like he, the substitutions, the changes that Klopp's made and, you know, the backroom staff as well, are probably in his ear as well, you know, because he does listen to them. He does listen to the doctors and the physios and stuff and saying, look, he might not be available to start, but, you know, bring him on the bench or he's ready. He's fresh. So he will listen to the team. But we could see one or two changes against Brentford. I want to quickly come on to James Milner, um, Conroy, because we talk about pivotal signings. Off the pitch, on the pitch, um, Michael Edwards um, is obviously leaving the club next season. You know, this at the end of the season, Julian Ward coming in. You know, we've made a few changes in the academies and whatnot. But James Milner, he's one that I think could be the most pivotal sign, one of the most pivotal signings over the course of the next five to ten years, and such that I believe he should be included in some high regard position. In the academy setup Every young player Right there on Tuesday Who played for Liverpool And who came on Tyler Mortons Your Cade Gordons Your Missilowski's, Your Balagiezis Your Leighton stewarts You know uh, Your Connor Bradleys They should use him As an example You know A T-Total footballer Who's Prolonged his career He's what 36 now He's probably He could probably play Another two years Another two years And I'm not even joking He can probably do Another two year, years though. In the premiership You saw his performance Against Palace I thought he was brilliant Conroy. And he's a player who was predominantly a winger, you know, when he during his time at Aston Villa Newcastle then wanted to be a midfielder. That's the reason that he came uh, when Brendan signed him up. He wanted to become a more central midfielder. (laughs) Played a season at left-back under Klopp. You know, so he's played at right-back. He can do a job in He reminds me of a certain Luis Enrique who covered a whole host of positions in the 90s for Barcelona. But James Milner is he one that we've just got to keep hold of? It's similar to Klopp, keep hold of him because he is the example that every youngster should look upon and say, you know what, that's how that's the modern profession. There, Wayne Rooney had a great career, but he could have prolonged it as well. He, he you know, he let himself down, he let his body down, and there's other footballers as well. And I don't want to single out Wayne Rooney because he did have yeah. a fantastic career, but he could have been in that sort of ilk of a Ronaldo if he looked after his body. You know, properly, and went on a you know proper yeah, on a I strict mean, diet, and one, to gave himself a day off here. In
1: the- he did get he probably he did get played over. You probably argue overplayed a lot as well. Like I don't know if that's a the right term, but from a young age, I don't know if many footballers play that from that young that often. So I, I find it's a I get what you're saying. I think it's a hard one, Rooney, though, because it's um like it's 16 year old. Like even we talk about 16 year old Bellingham, 17, and he's an enigma. Nowadays, most players will not get that consistent football unless you're a one-off. But fair point, mate. For me, Milner, right? It's not even like the example. I agree. Um, the good comment there said um, by Cade uh, that it's um, it's a great, especially for his um, leadership qualities. But I think he talks to players as well, and I feel like I think someone said last night. See the Shrewsbury game a couple of years ago. He came to the game, sat on the bench, and helped coach give a bit of a team talk to the players. I think that's just in them. I don't think it's a case of you know silence. I feel like you inform them, build them knowledge, show them what to do, but also inform them of that. I mean, look at his fitness qualities, and people can say what they want, but if you're still winning that test at that age, that's obviously going to help. Like to have that standard every day. Absolutely, I feel like you're absolutely bang on, me. I feel Leeds, Leeds are be looking at him. but for 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 what you're saying, I think Liverpool need to really be smart. We weren't smart in the past you know, Gerard and stuff. I'm not saying that there's obviously underlying circumstances for that, but for me, need to keep Milner in some sort of regard. If he wants to be a coach, he might want a break for a bit, but I I just can't see it to me because I think he just, he's he's a fanatic about football, I think anyway, and I feel like he would just want to get get right into coaching.
0: I think he still leads youngest player to school in a Premiership game. I think it was uh, 15, he, he was he, he, yeah, 15.
1: He, he was, I, I, Ironically, I'm saying it a bit, Rooney, really, but yeah, he was 15 as well. Probably James Milner's actually, you could probably say the youngest that player, I think, really I think, for
0: that. maybe that was beaten by James Vaughan of Everton, but I'm not sure, don't quote me on that, but I think Milner still has that record. Prediction time, Conroy, Um, before I plug uh, the uh, CBD stuff of uh, Grizz's sponsor. Prediction for Saturday.
1: <clears throat> Got to be honest, mate. I'm going to say... I could easily be, I'm going to say, I was thinking, I'm going to go for 2-0, I don't like to ever say we're going to concede, I very rarely do that, I think 2-0, not not like a walk in the park, I think maybe get the first goal in the first half and then towards the end of the game get the second goal, um, so I'd, I'd go for 2-0 mate, I'll say Salah with a double.
0: See, because you've said two 0 oh is boring. If I my prediction, I've got it on my phone as well. it was two 0 oh tonight. But yeah. you've nicked that, and I've told you that beforehand when I sent you the agenda. I was going. To, I was going.
1: I was going to say one 0 mate. The only reason I think it'll be two is I've just noticed that um, recently we've been quite good at scoring later in the games to get you know to get that like leads and um, what was the game? Palace obviously got a late goal in that as well. So I'm just going with that regard. I think we'll nick a second. So, so you've apologies. Said s-
0: you said Salah brace, which would take him to 101 goals for Liverpool. Then, so you will yes. hes betting on his century uh, for Liverpool this. Well, if Manny
1: gets, if Manny gets two, that'll be 100 goals in the Premier League. But Man- oh, for oh, Premier League is it? But he's got 100 yeah, altogether, hasn't he? He's got 100 for Liverpool, but he's got 98 Premier League goals. And like, listen, if Manny scores two, because he scored he scored obviously more than Salah scored for Chelsea. He scored quite a few for Southampton. Um, so if Manny can get to 100 Premier League goals, that would be quietly quite amazing in one and space a couple of weeks for two of our wingers to, to get in the hundred club. That would be amazing.
0: I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go with my tried and tested for last season. So the joke is Conroy every four, four week four <laughs> every, every every week it was either four nil or three nil, just the positivity in me. But I'm gonna go with three nil. I think we'll get a goal around the 30th minute. I think the first thirty will be a little bit cagey, just to suss each other out. I think we'll get a goal. Um between the thirtieth to the till halftime, and then we'll close the game off. Second half, we'll get to towards the latter stages. So I'm going to go with three 0 and I'll go with Curtis Jones, and I'll go with Salah, and I, I think Jota will score as well. So those are my three uh, scorers for nice the weekend, bit. and hopefully, uh, yeah, we'll still be top of the league if uh, City and if City do do us a favor. Um, I want to get on to the last bit, which is, guys, please, please go and visit WWE w.eliteme.com for all your cbd needs um i'm holding my balm here which i use on which i use on my lips i use on my knees as well i suffer from patella tendons because back home i used to play football on uh, astroturfs so my knees are still sort of like jarred and stuff but this thing has been a godsend The, the oil is great as well the oil that grizz famously tried to show us how he takes the drops in but it's great stuff Please go and visit EliteMe.com for all your CBD needs. And there is a, I believe, a discount of 10% if you go on the checkout. um, And the discount code is LFC10 for 10% off on all CBD products. Um, I can't highly regard this. This this is a godsend. The balm is a godsend. And I think they're doing CBD bath bombs as well for relaxation, for muscle release, release, relief as well. So Conroy, CBD stuff. Have you tried any of this stuff out yet or... Are you, is, not, your body, not, mate, is your body is your body fine at the moment? It helps with sleep as well, all Sleep is amazing.
1: Yeah, no, no, I've heard about it. It's definitely something I considered. Absolutely, mate. Because uh, I I play drums and stuff occasionally for a band, so it's like sometimes your back with drums. It's a it's an occupational hazard. It's very difficult not to have it at times, especially just it's not the most natural thing to do. But yeah, no, I'll definitely look into that. I mean, that would probably relax my back. Have a nice bath. That sounds good.
0: Brilliant. And uh, Grizz, hopefully we'll be back. Uh, next thursday and he's i know he's i know he's out in turkey saying avi every day you know we've been walking and enjoying my holidays and you know my kebabs and stuff and he comes back and he says i have the drops you know after i've done my you know after i brush my teeth i take the drops and he's not he's fully knocked out and his wife's been saying avi he's still like comatose literally just snores all night and she goes i can't even go to sleep but um yeah that's that Dan Conroy what are we coming are, are you got a show on your channel as well if you just want to plug that um,
1: oh sure like, uh, yeah if you want to come over just uh, Conroy Talks on um, YouTube the channel but you'll see Gav and uh, I've not even announced it yet but I think next week next Monday uh, Gav, Keith, and Finners will be on next Monday I've not even picked the agenda yet but it'll be about Premier League I'll probably focus on what happens at the weekend so next Monday at 9pm I'll get that on Twitter you can also catch me on Twitter at uh, at underscore Conroy H so yeah, just come on over and it'll be a good chat. I'll get Avi on as well if he's ever got the time to come on. We'll get a chat and uh, yeah, just just anything. So that'll be more more general football stuff. I'll come up with an agenda on Monday. I'm sure the Premier League i will I'll, I'll give us some stuff this weekend to talk about anyway. So I know they're asking for the cat. I'm sorry, Cade. She's, she's, she's not in the room at the moment, mate. I can't show you the cat. She's away. She's left. She's pulled the Ethernet cable out and she's left.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. That's the best way, isn't it? Do your destruction, just walk out of the door and nothing happened. But I just want to, we've got sports unplugged tomorrow. Conroy, you'll be back with me. We've got Jay Riley. We've got Kevin, Kevin Sullivan, who is obviously on the, in the comments all the time. He's going to be with, he's going to be tomorrow. We will be previewing a little bit on Liverpool, Brentford. And then the big one, which is Joshua versus uh, Usyk, which will be good. Oh, we won't, man,
1: I'm looking forward to that. not give, give. forward to that.
0: We, we could have actually rolled on and done an extra hour and just done that tonight as well, but we will save it for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it should be a good show. And we'll talk amongst, uh, talk a little bit of NFL, a bit of UFC tomorrow. There's the return of Nick Diaz against Robbie Lawler, a uh, pretty good fight, maybe 10 years too late. But yeah, that's all from me for... Uh, Fatback Four will be back on Sunday. There's a pre-match show that Chris and Darren, I believe, will be hosting. Then you got the post-match reaction show.
1: It's actually me. This I'm pre-match. Oh, I just okay. realised oh God. I'm doing Friday. What a shift I'm doing. I just realised it's me and um, Chris. I think it's one of us. It's Daz or Chris with me on Saturday because it was a, it was Daz and Chris for the Norwich. So it'll be me and whoever the other one is. I can't remember. But we will be doing the pre-match show. So if you can see if you want to see my 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 face for three days in a row, feel free to join. us. You so. your
0: you're doing four. You've got the quadruple now. If yeah, you're doing Saturdays, or you're, you're picking up oh, some awards right, there. Mate. Right? It's it's listen,
1: listen right? mate. You need just listen, it's all good, mate. It's a pleasure to be on these shows and the community is great. So happy to be here and yeah. looking forward to it.
0: Brilliant. Thanks again, once again, guys, for tuning in. Grizz will be back next week as your host, and that's when he likes doing that zoom and stuff. But For now, thank you. Good night. Stay safe. Stay blessed. And we will be seeing you tomorrow.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.